Welcome to Writish, the one-stop shop on your writer journey where we discuss everything writing-related from shiny new ideas through publication. Whether it's on the indie or traditional path and the ish of life that fuels and sometimes gets in the way of our creative pursuits. I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction and alumni of the NYU Master's in Publishing program and the founder of Inimitable Books, LLC, a new book publisher dedicated to uplifting marginalized voices without forcing authors to spotlight their trauma. I'm Kelly, a genre-hopping writer, trier of hobbies, and a debuting author fall of 2023. In today's episode, we have our writer friend, Brie Bonomo, who is actually Kelly's co-author for a project that they have dubbed Project Metal. She is an author tuber, book tuber, witchy tuber. She's awesome. We're happy to have her. Along with the author tuber shtick, I also do Instagram and TikTok, and I have a link tree. You'll find me anywhere else. So let's get right into it. I know Kelly mentioned it in our first episode of season three, which was about preparing for Camp Nano, but do either of you, both of you want to describe the story a little bit more? Project Metal is exploring the relationships that we have with our families and going through trauma and how we can overcome trauma, but we might not end up in the place that we think we should be or we want to be and rediscovering who we are and how we can bring back hope into our lives after going through all that hardship. Project Metal is a story that heavily takes inspiration from German folklore and fairy tales and does primarily involve the fae culture. I love that. How did you decide you wanted to co-author a story together? Deciding to work with a friend is sometimes a difficult decision to make, so... What made you want to do it? And did one of you approach the other or were you just both, hey, here's the same idea and I'm glad you also had it? As far as working together, I think it just kind of happened very organically. Whenever you're going into a working relationship with a friend, there has to be good chemistry there. I feel like Brie and I already had that, but I feel like we also have a lot of other similarities. Brie is in Northern Appalachia like I am. And you both have German ancestry. Yes, Yes, we both have German ancestry. The way that it happened was actually because Brie and I just send TikToks back and forth to each other because we're little TikTok sluts. <laughs> and we like that dopamine going on or serotonin or whatever the correct brain chemical is. Both. I should also mention that Brie is also a licensed? Um, I'm trying to be licensed. I'm a currently an unlicensed professional counselor who is in the process of applying for licensure. So yeah, so she knows about brain chemistry and, and therapy and working through trauma. Well, I feel like I got us to the part where, you know, Brie sent the TikTok. So Brie, would you like to take over talking about said TikTok and the conversation that kind of unfolded around it? It definitely happened very fast. As Kelly said, we would send TikToks back and forth and we both started to get a lot of fae and folklore TikToks that we we would share, especially more of the Eastern and German folklore. So the one was about a POV on a changeling. 
And it was this witch who was cooking in the kitchen and the person like the you in the POV showed up and it was like, oh, you're not my normal changeling. From there, we started spiraling through ideas about well, what if this happened to the changeling or what if this would happen? And this was all just on TikTok. And then all of a sudden we we're like, let's write the book. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very, very fast. One of the siblings in the novel is technically a changeling was taken by the Fae and has been pretty much living in that Fae world for, in their time, several, several years because they are aging pretty rapidly in the Fae world. That's so cool. It was a perfect storm. So was the brainstorming all in TikTok chats or did you eventually move to a Google Doc? I know you have a Google Doc for your outline. We have three Google Docs as of recording right now. <laughs> we have a Google Doc for our brain dump where we keep all of our links and references for Germanic folklore and information about the Moss people, which would be what we commonly know as the Fae. There are a few key differences though, and we do touch on that in the story. And then we have a separate doc for the outline. And then we have a third doc where the actual version one is going right now. That's me because I like to have intense organization. <laughs> and I'm just rolling with it. So I mean, that's how my and Kelly's relationship works too. We started our initial ideas, the pandering on TikTok. But once we actually decided to be serious about writing the book, we set aside weekly, bi-weekly meetings to actually do a proper outline. So some of the initial ideas were just TikTok. But when we got serious, it moved over to that. I also think too, whenever we were doing the outlining, we would do an act per session almost. It, it felt like we were getting through it pretty quick because I think we only met three times and we got through everything. We had to like really buckle down and get serious, which was really hard for me because I'm like, I just want to sit and visit, but your schedule's not like mine, unfortunately. So we don't have that luxury. But that's awesome that you were so productive. Mm-hmm. Do you split the work evenly by chapter count? Maybe whoever has an idea or something writes it down and then the other person double checks it type of thing. How are you making sure that you're actually co-authoring to avoid someone feeling like, oh, the other person's not pulling their weight? I think this is something we're exploring as well together because both of us have co-authored separate projects with other people. Which will be other episodes in this season of Rightish. Don't worry, Brie will be back to talk about that other co-authoring project. Kelly will be on with RP, who we interviewed last season to talk about Project Bun, which they referenced in RP's interview episode. So yeah, they, they like co-authoring. My experience was definitely more of even though we would like write specific aspects, oftentimes we would just kind of take over when we're writing together and none of the novel for my other projects were ever not touched upon, edited, worked with both of us. So Kelly and I are doing a little bit different where we are going to try to split the characters like there's two POVs and we're pretty much writing fully in one POV. But some of the other things I think we're going to explore what works because I was saying too, like I'm always going to reread what she's written so I can make sure continuity is there. But you know, I have a tendency too of being like, well, I see this can just be touched upon and I'm trying not to do that just so we can get a better sense of, you know, okay, how do we actually want to make this together? 
So yeah, I don't know if we have a, a solid answer yet, unless you think differently, Kelly. Well, I do know that so far it is very different from the way RP and I draft. Obviously, it's not a bad thing because I feel like whenever you're working with different people, there's different characteristics at play from both individuals and certain friends uh, maybe bring out those characteristics versus whenever you're around other friends. So with RP, he and I will go into it with the, okay, this is a very dirty draft. We're just getting words down kind of mentality. So far drafting, I mean, I like to think of myself as a pretty flexible person. So I was like, okay, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, do a quick dirty chapter one. And then Bree's going through and she's like, I'm just going to do a little bit of formatting if that's okay. And I was like, you know what? That's chill. I'll try to format from here on out. Like I think Bree said, we're both exploring that right now and how that works and feels. It's figuring out the synergy that you guys are going to be creating. And I know you're still working this out. It sounds like you haven't had issues. I hope that continues because obviously I don't want my friends fighting with each other. I don't think we would. I don't remember whether it was Kate or Becca or both of them have kind of talked about if there's a dispute, they're allowed to kind of have one or three things that are their non-negotiables. So are you thinking you're going to do something differently or are you just going to work through everything and try and get a compromise? This is all theoretical and I hope it remains theoretical. I like to think I'm pretty flexible, so I don't foresee any issues happening. But although we already could have faced something in like the outlining process, and I'm just not remembering because Lyme disease is a bitch, and I still don't remember a whole lot of like the last few weeks. I mean, I've also just because of doing the writing thing for 12 years at this point. Subtle flex. Yes, subtle. (laughs) And also co-authoring two to three books at this point as well with someone else. I've grown a lot to feel more comfortable with some opposition. Also being a therapist helps with that too because I see that in session sometimes. So I'm also very flexible in general. I've kind of gotten past the point, I think, where if someone critiques me or doesn't like an idea, I'm open to understanding why and working through that better. So I was just thinking, though, when we did our outline, I mean, when either of us would throw out an idea, it was more of just like, okay, where you see that going with it? And then we would just roll with it. So I really don't think outlining, we had much opposition at all. This is less of a co-authoring thing and more of just a writing thing and being involved in a community is I think you have to have a certain level of flexibility and openness to not just obviously co-author a book, but also just to share your work. Yeah. The writing field is very cutthroat in a lot of ways. And if you don't have thick skin, it's not going to be a career for you. That's for sure. I think it has less to do with thick skin and more to do with if you're actually ready to put your ego aside and, you know, set with you're not the best, but you can be better. I would also agree with that too. I guess like my version of thick skin is probably more aligned with that rather than a, you got to tough it out. (laughs) Speaking of thick skin, putting aside your ego to be able to improve. I know both of you like traditional publishing and that's the path you want to do. So this is an assumption on my part. I assume you want to get 
this project traditionally published. How are you going to go about that? Is one of you going to do the submissions? Are you going to alternate who does the submissions? I mean, I don't want to speak for Brie, but I think my anticipation would be that honestly, I could see this project being pushed ahead of the line for some of my other books that I'd like to do. So obviously, you know, I have Adventures in Thimbleton book one coming out next fall and I will be working on that because it is a trilogy and that's going to take priority. But after that, I would like for this to to take main precedent. But I know with Brie, she also has her own projects going on. And I guess whenever we got to that point, I thought that we would just kind of create another Google Doc together <laughs> and... We both just say, okay, how do we want to do this? Okay, do we like this wording? All right, maybe if we just paraphrase this to this. So what do you think, Brie? Yeah, I mean, we've had, I would say, very rough and preliminary conversations about this, but both of us do agree. Some kind of traditional publishing or like a hybrid or a boutique or small indie agency, like something along that lines rather than self-publishing is something that we would like to go to. I think that I am, again, speaking of flexibility, if this is the first book I publish, it's the first book I publish. Like I'm really open in that way. I don't have any of my novels in my head is my debut. It is whatever is the one that fits the market, fits the timing, gets my that attention for me. So if I'm agented by next year, I mean, let's hope. Fingers crossed. <laughs> but if that's the case, yes. That would be great because then like this would just be in my lineup of something I can present at that point, maybe together with Kelly. And that would be a discussion for us to do later down the road because it would be very different having an agent in that conversation versus now when we're neither of us are agented. So I don't have like a true answer about what that might look like. But I do know for my other projects that I've co-authored, I have queried a co-authored book before and we created a joint email account and submitted it with both of our names on it. I like that. I also like the idea because I know I'm using a pen name for all my fantasy books. And I think we did talk about us creating a singular pen name. But I do like the idea of having like a joint email and doing it like that. That's how we started all of our co-author stuff. And even like our rom-com that we're creating is similar. Like we have just one account that we work out of. So either of us can log in and we can type at the same time. And But it's under the same account name instead of having two people logging in. So it just kind of keeps it a little bit more on track. And then I'm organized. So I have spreadsheets and query trackers and stuff like that that I kept everything in. I gravitate towards friends that I end up working with is that I bring all the crazy ideas and then they just are angels in disguise and organize everything because I cannot (laughs) that's yeah I think you need someone who can be grounded at times but also totally cool with dreaming I think we're all capable of both things I don't think we'd be successful if we weren't but yeah having a type of balance is great because Super Carlin Brothers they talked about that on their podcast with John and Hank Green or actually it was a project for Awesome Perk where they called it the Brothers of John because Hank and Ben both their older brother who they work with are both named John so yeah they talked about having the same dynamic speaking of that kind of related 
What is the best part of this co-authoring partnership? I love to share my work, which is kind of funny because I do feel like a lot of authors are so precious, but I love being able for people to read my stories, which is why I want to do this as a living. So creating and seeing and both being able to cheer each other on is definitely one of my favorite things to have and be able to be like, look what we're creating together. You're a bad bitch. I love this. (laughs) So that's definitely part of it. But I also think with the topics being explored, There is another level of connectedness that we're experiencing together because the book itself is very, as I said, trauma focused and has a lot of personal things that we both explore with this as well. So that deepness that we're getting together is just strengthening our friendship. I would have to agree there. And just to kind of like build off of that, it is very different to write a book that is so heavily trauma focused and I can't remember where because brain fog and lime but I know that there was a talk in the author tube community the writing space about how much you put yourself into your work and I didn't really realize it as much whenever I was working on Project Bun with RP and we had our respective characters because the character I write Frasier I think takes on a lot more headstrong and courageous characteristics versus my character in Project Metal, Silver, who is taking on a lot more characteristics that I didn't quite recognize in myself as more vulnerable or things that I thought were resolved but apparently are just still below the surface. So that's been interesting. I know I was messaging Brie as I was doing chapter one and I was like, this is a lot harder to write a scene with Silver and the father than what I was initially thinking. And she was like, it's okay, just take your time. And I was like, it angers me. I'm so angry about it. For the record, Kelly and I did an episode about writing as therapy. And we also have a future future episode planned called traumatizing your characters without traumatizing yourself so it's something that we talk about a lot in our show we try to put a trigger warning in front of every episode where we're talking about specific trauma yeah be on the lookout for that episode (laughs) who knows when What would you tell writers who are considering doing a co-authored project? Make sure that your ego is pushed far aside. You don't want to enter something and if someone just gives you a little bit of feedback or throws out their ideas, you don't want to feel like you're being attacked. So just make sure that you are actually ready for this because it is a big step to do something and also a lot of consideration goes into co-authoring that maybe people might not think of like obviously I am very lucky and privileged to be able to stay home and my schedule is very flexible and open however because I know that I try to be very catering to Brie and Brie's schedule so you got to give where you can and I guess not so much look at where you can take because I also feel like Whenever you're going to be entering a co-authoring relationship, you're going to learn from the other person. Yes, I definitely agree with all of that. And I mean, the first and foremost thing too is co-writing can be so fun and rewarding on so many levels. So as much as it can be intimidating and weird at first, it's definitely a great experience and I would recommend it whether it's just RPing in a Discord chat or actually writing a book. I would recommend everyone to try it at least once because it also tightens your own writing skills. 
when you're able to work with someone else and especially if they're not the same level as you, you're going to grow in many different ways. And I think it's great to try that out. That's a big part of where, because of where I am today, co-writing has helped me with that because me and my co-writer Kate really grew as writers together and we both helped each other and championed each other and pointed out when we wrote something that made no sense or, you know, this whole paragraph and this whole plot line has no point at all to be in the novel. And, you know, that's kind of also where you get to be able to say, all right, yeah, my ego can just take a seat because I'm getting better. Yeah, I think to be a good co-writer too, it's just honestly, I think sometimes too, just being a good friend. Yes. Because I feel like whenever you're co-writing a novel and, you know, each author is putting pieces of themselves in that story, you're going to learn a lot about the other person. And it's going to be a very quick way to make friends, I want to say, if you're going in it with an open mind and everything and you are a good friend because a good friend makes a good co-author. Well, the other thing that I was going to say too is really the biggest thing with co-authoring, I think, coming Second to what I had already said is flexibility and adaptability. You do need both if you're going to co-write. And it's literally for everything. Kelly already mentioned schedules. Kelly has, you know, like she said, she has the privilege of being a stay-at-home mom. And while that in of itself can have a lot of ups and downs and we have no idea what's going to happen in a day, I have a more nine-to-five job. I'm doing grad school where I'm doing an internship, so I work later. I have a million things that I try to do. And somehow I sleep. So it is harder for me to say like, you know, oh, yeah, I have my Saturday morning ritual and like Saturday morning might be great for one person. But like for me, I'd be like, I really feel bad if I don't do that with my partner. So like stuff like that has already come up and it's just like, all right, we'll figure it out or like we'll just write on our own and we'll check in with each other and we'll kind of make it work. There's a lot of factors that come into being able to write together and making sure that you're not putting too many high expectations on your co-writer without letting them know what they are. So if you expect to have, you know, the novel written in two weeks and your partner can't do that, but you don't tell your partner that, that's not going to work out. Communication is key. Yes. (laughs) You got to have good communication skills, know how to be a good friend, because that's basically what you're building. If you're writing a story together and you don't come out as friends at the end, I don't know what you were doing. Yeah. I remember whenever I first started AuthorTube, I thought, oh, there's no way I would co-author a book. And now this is my second book I'm co-authoring. So never say never. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for coming on, Brie. That was an awesome discussion. We look forward to having you on again later this season to talk with your other co-author. This is the Writish Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week where Kelly and I will be swapping places because I'm going to be in the hot seat with my quasi co-author and high school friend and fellow writer, Jonathan Quo. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast, on Twitter at write underscore ish, and on Kofi at writish. Bye!